You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hi, thanks for tuning in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I work at the National Cannabis Industry Association as the communications manager. Thanks for joining us today. I have a couple of guests who have been members of NCIA for about three years now, and they run a staffing company called Viridian Staffing. So today with me, I have Kara Bradford and David Murray. Hey, Kara and David, thanks for joining me. Hello. Hey, Bethany. Howdy. So where are you both at today? Are you in, you're on the West Coast somewhere? We're speaking to you from uh, Portland, Oregon today. Oh, one of my favorite cities. I hope to go back soon. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about you guys. And uh, let me ask you, David, first, what is, what's your professional background before you started Viridian Staffing with Kara? And what, what inspired you to shift into the cannabis industry? Well, when it comes to prior experience that's of interest to our clients, the real star of Viridian is Kara. But seeing as you asked, my background consists of nearly a decade in the legal field, followed by some dabbling in the finance and business development in the tech sector. That, especially in partnership with someone like Kara, who really understands the ins and outs of the recruiting profession, has proved to be valuable preparation for serving as Viridian's chief uh, operating officer. As for what inspired me to get involved with the cannabis industry and movement, there's really too many, too much to go into detail here, but if I had to choose just one thing, uh, it would have to be the fact that I grew up in children's hospital uh, where my sister, uh, who is three years younger than me, had been admitted uh, with uh, one form of cancer about two years old mm. and didn't get out of that hospital until she was about, God. Uh, yeah, due to developing uh, leukemia as a result of an overdose, accidental overdose of chemotherapy. 
witnessing firsthand both the ravages of cancer and uh, chemotherapy, um, you know, has has really made me a passionate advocate for what is most arguably the single most valuable natural uh, substance for both the treatment of cancer itself as well as attenuating the myriad uh, negative side effects of traditional cancer treatments. Um, right. I consider it a profound uh, tragedy and grave injustice that our government has uh, suppressed uh, this plan for so long. It was that experience as well as an innate rebelliousness toward any form of authority <laughs> is either illegitimate or corrupt uh, that has given me the determination to weather the roller coaster uh, that is the cannabis industry for the past three to four years. So but you then, have a personal story as well as the social justice warrior aspect going on at the same time exactly. there. You know, yeah. plus to say nothing of, you know, uh, you could go into, we could talk about this forever, but sure. Uh, sprinkling <laughs> yep, yep. in, of course, the, you know, the environmental um, uh, potentials uh, of industrial hemp to displace oil, lumber, yeah. and cotton, you know, much more environmentally um, impactful substances. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, yeah, the list it's goes kind on, of a no brainer. Really. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, it, and I'm sorry to hear the story of uh, your sibling, your sister experiencing cancer is a choice really difficult to hear. But as as far as where you're at now with Viridian staffing, it sounds like you have a great power team going on with Kara. So let's let's move over and ask uh, Kara. David mentioned that you're you're the recruiting star. Can you tell us a little more about that? You know, David's definitely being modest, <laughs> as as he tends to be. Uh, he's definitely the the Swiss Army knife of the company, and and we <laughs> cool. wouldn't uh, wouldn't have, definitely wouldn't have the name recognition. Um, we wouldn't be able to operate <laughs> without his contribution. He's just you know um, definitely been the the most amazing partner. So, you know, I I in terms of my background, I have been you know, doing recruiting and HR practitioner for, oh my goodness, over 15 years now. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's been an incredible journey. And as a talent acquisition professional, I've been able to build relationships with clients for over a decade, watching them generate billions in revenue across multiple industries. And I've recruited in tech and pharmaceuticals and, and many industries before, but my passion really lies more natural medicine. So mm-hmm. being able to recruit in cannabis has been more rewarding for me than any other industry at this point. And, you know, I've been, cannabis has been a part of my life since the late nineties, uh, due to being in a relationship with a, a distributor, uh, for many years. <laughs> um, however, what has really kept me in the industry and even I turned down job prospects, um, high six, um, even seven figures, of course, in the Bay Area. <laughs> but it's for many of the same reasons I've stayed in is, is what motivates David. I've been from southern Indiana, northern Kentucky, where cancer runs rampant, mainly thought to be because of the pollutants in the air. I learn pretty much every uh, month, sometimes even more than once a month of another friend or family member or a child of a friend that um, has been diagnosed with cancer. And being a part of this industry and being so blessed to have met some of the most knowledgeable individuals on how to use cannabis um, to help battle cancer, MS or epilepsy, mitochondrial disease, 
And then having the ability to put these experts in contact with my loved ones, mm. you you just recognize how special. Um, and I, I definitely am thankful every day uh, for this opportunity and, and to be in this industry. You know, unfortunately, Indiana hasn't really caught up yet with the rest of the country right. in terms of legalization. Uh, sure. However, they, they've made a lot more strides than I thought they would mm-hmm. um, with CBD may, being on the table now. So good start. It, we're, we're getting there. I'll take the baby steps. It's, it's more than what I thought we would. But, um, yep. you know, it's it's just been nice to be able to bring, um, you know, something that I'm passionate about in recruiting uh, and bring that to this industry uh, has been um, quite an honor. Sure, sure. I think a lot of a lot of us feel that way. We're we're happy to be able to bring the skills that we have from other industries now into into this cannabis industry that we all actually care about and and want to see successful. So, on that note, um, you are both co-founders of Viridian Staffing. Could you tell me quickly how you guys got started? I know you joined. NCIA in early 2014, uh, almost three years ago exactly. So how did you guys launch? Yeah, so so prior to a single 502 license being handed out, we'd met several cannabis business owners in Washington State uh, who were very passionate about you know, the medical benefits of cannabis, but they definitely recognized that they were going to need great talent, including executive level talent, to round out Uh, their operations and their experience um, with all of the new regulations that were going to be in place. So we clearly saw that there was a business need (laughs) for what we do, and we wanted to make sure we could do everything possible to set these good players up for success. Um, You know, I had had years of the recruiting and HR experience from Fortune 100 companies and an MBA. I, you know, David had the finance, business development, IT operations, and of course, again, the Swiss Army knife (laughs) background to round out, you know, my experience. And, you know, we had the most sought after thing in this entire industry between the two of us, which was trust. Um, So basically between our complementary skill sets and the trust, um, we, we put together Viridian and we looked at the time we had looked everywhere and uh, discovered uh, there were only a couple, you know, trim services that were above board in the Colorado market, but no one was doing professional level recruiting or staffing. Mm-hmm. So, and in addition to that, you know, as an HR practitioner, I'd heard stories of poor and corrupt labor practices, and we really wanted to be a part of helping the industry shake the stigma and really um, bringing to the surface th- the good players. Um, yeah. So it's. It's been an honor to, as, as I mentioned before, to shape the, the recruiting and HR practices in this industry. And we discover new ways we can continue to influence and shape these best practices every day, which is exciting. Gotcha. Yeah. So instead of just hiring your buddies or your neighbors, you're actually sourcing people with skill and work ethic or, you know, not to say your friends and neighbors don't have skill or work ethic, but taking it to that next level uh, of the quality of, of people you're bringing into your company. Um, so we have to go to a commercial break here, but we'll be right back and we'll talk a little bit more about what you guys are up to. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. 
This is Bobby Black, host of Blazin, here to talk to you about 420 Science. I've known Matt and Gary from 420 Science for over a decade. We've spent a lot of time together at the Cannabis Cups in Amsterdam, the Doobie Awards in their hometown of Austin. They were even at my wedding. And I've always admired their integrity and how they've built 420 Science from the ground up to become the most trusted online head shop. Visit 420science.com slash podcast for an exclusive deal on pipes and more from genuine people who put their customers first. That's 420science.com slash podcast. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany. We have been talking with David and Kara from their recruiting and staffing company, Viridian Staffing. Um, welcome back, David and Kara. We were just talking a little bit about your background and how Viridian was formed and born and brought into the world here. So let's look forward about what your big picture goals are as a company, uh, if you could name the top goal. And by the way, I think it's, you guys are super cute. You have your little cartoon characters um, <laughs> that you've made for yourself, which I just love, by the way, with your logos. So um, I just always thought those were so adorable. So um, of course, the charming cartoon characters are awesome, but what's on your plate um, in, in the next couple years or or in 2017 2018 because there's a lot going on so what are you guys doing um david so you know we tend to keep some of our our bigger projects closer to the vest seeing as we don't want to signal too much uh to the market but uh i would say mostly just staying the course uh we've set up for ourselves nearly four years ago uh when we first began to pioneer this niche um the goal being to remain the most trusted professional uh, cannabis, the, the most trusted name in professional cannabis industry recruiting. Uh, cool. We have since expanded our practice and uh, name recognition, not just coast to coast only. And we uh, hope and expect to continue building on that trajectory of sustainable growth uh, so we can continue helping those we see as. Uh, good players in in the industry uh, succeed and ultimately win out over those who don't uh, really share the industry's highest aspirations. Sure. Steady as she goes. Kara, would you add anything to that? Uh, I think David rounded it out pretty nicely. I mean, we're, we're definitely um, kind of staying the course and have been 
very excited with the the progress that we've been able to achieve over the past several years. Cool. Awesome. So moving on. Um, so I'm actually really excited as a, you know, marijuana activist, cannabis activist of, of the last 12, 13, 14 years, I want to say, this was an activist movement and now it's a real industry. So there are actual jobs, you know, where we pay our taxes and sometimes have health insurance. There's real jobs in this in this industry here in the United States. So when I think about that, I would would you agree with the statement that cannabis is one of the few new industries that are creating a real tangible economic boost? in the United States as far as creating jobs. It's, I mean, that's a phrase we hear all the time, job creation, create jobs. You think cannabis is achieving that? Well, it is one of the industries uh, making America great again. Woohoo! <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's a little challenging to outsource these positions. And I think in a lot of other uh, industries, you do see a lot of, of outsourcing happening. So, you know, in terms of bringing back manufacturing and agricultural uh, positions uh, to help boost jobs for individuals in the U.S., a lot of individuals prefer to work with their hands, and we definitely have a, a multitude of those types of opportunities in this industry. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even um, so, so I think, and especially as we're coming around to industrial hemp, uh, I think we'll also uh, see yeah. even further uh, job creation that that's happening. So, you know, absolutely uh, see it creating that boost and and providing uh, people with jobs that um, perhaps they don't have the skill set to, you know, go into machine learning and write code in that area um, and and don't want to. Um, They would much rather uh, go out and, and grow you know, these beautiful plants um, <laughs> instead. So uh, yeah. definitely looking at, at quite a bit of job creation, um, you know, coming back and, and being in the U.S. Yep. Can't complain about that. Um, David, you agree? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's uh, look at the, uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, the decline in U.S. manufacturing is expected uh, to continue, if not deepen, uh, over the coming decade. So the fact that, it, partially in part to its semi-pariah status, um, the U.S. cannabis industry, with the exception of industrial hemp, which a large amount has been uh, imported from Canada and elsewhere, hmm. um, is now largely insulated uh, from international competition uh, and as a result, uh, is providing more opportunities here domestically than it would otherwise. Yep. So in the short term, uh, we do see uh, that as a bright spot, especially for those who be in um, more traditional hands-on manufacturing type roles. Yeah, I am super excited for uh, industrial hemp to really take hold in the United States whenever that happens. we got to get that going. There's so much we can do. I'm sure everyone agrees. So moving on, based on what you've seen, are there, you know, just quickly, any statistic or, or trend in cannabis industry employment that the audience should be aware of? 
there's certainly some notable trends uh, we've seen. Uh, number one, you know, as the industry becomes more normalized and destigmatized, and the opportunities not only increase in number but uh, earning potential, uh, mm. we have seen a very uh, rapid change taking place in terms of the number of people, both uh, entry level as well as uh, professional, even C level. Okay. that have been willing to move into the space, which is uh, very positive overall and certainly been positive for for our business because before we had to <laughs> we had to seek these people out and uh, more than we did before. Mm-hmm. And it was a harder sell to get somebody to jump from a rather secure perch in 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 another industry into uh, yeah. Such a volatile and uncertain space as this. So, yeah, that uh, makes sense. That's certainly a positive trend. Um, again, the boost to U.S. manufacturing is a positive trend. Uh, but in terms of overall uh, industry job growth uh, statistics, I would encourage uh, uh, your listeners to take all statistics that are put out in terms of current or projected industry job growth with a huge grain of salt. Um, poking around the the two most cited uh, figures um, are were those uh, put out by uh, like the Marijuana Business Daily, for example, mm-hmm. based on uh, their own survey of cannabis industry professionals. Right. Uh, that estimates, uh, or at least as of that survey, which is probably about six months old now, uh, estimated there were about uh, 10,000 to 150,000, I'm sorry, 100,000 to 150,000 workers employed in the cannabis industry and about 60 to 90,000 percent of those in, in plant touching aspects of the industry. But again, you know, how certain can you be sure. of, of numbers based on, uh, you know, an A annual survey, survey of yeah, their yeah. own people? The other one um, uh, that that gets bandied about was the one put out by New Frontier Data um, that was uh, estimating a quarter of a million new jobs by 2020. That study uh, or those statistics were based largely on the uh, Marijuana Policy Group uh, study in Colorado. Selves uh, have been largely critical and skeptical of that methodology. Uh, basically pointing out that it's very difficult, if not foolhardy, to try to generalize the Colorado experience to other states with very different um, markets, very different regulatory environments. Um, It just seems that there is a dearth of really reliable statistics about job growth. But one thing is for sure that the trajectory is certainly up and, um, you know, Thousands of people are finding gainful employment in this space. Yes, it's a great feeling. It makes me really proud of our industry. Um, we have just a minute before our next commercial break, but I wanted to ask Kara quickly if there was anything you wanted to add to that. In terms of trends, I, I think David touched on them, um, and, and definitely with the statistics. Uh, hopefully, as more states come on board, we'll have. Uh, more robust data that's coming out of several different states that have several different programs. So we'll have a much better idea uh, in terms of, you know, what that uh, those job projections look like. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Our industry is, you know, as far as California, just now shifting from medical to adult use. So so that changes those statistics as we go forward. And of course, looking back at Colorado and Washington, who legalized uh, a couple of years ago, we only have, what, two, three years worth of potential data opportunities to work with. So we, we just got to get a little further down into the future, I guess, which um, as long as we continue to work on turning more states into met marijuana-friendly states and work on legalizing it at the federal level, uh, we, should be, we should be on that path. So when we come back from a commercial, I'm going to talk uh, a little bit about some tips and tricks for recruiting in the cannabis industry. And I also want to talk about the workshop that you'll be participating in, leading, um, at our upcoming Cannabis Business Summit in Oakland this June. So stay tuned, and we'll he- hear more about that when we get back from the commercial break. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber Vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back for the last segment here of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, and I'm talking with David and Kara from Viridian Staffing, specializing in recruiting and staffing in the cannabis industry. Um, So now that we're back from the commercial break, I wanted to see if we could go through some some tips, uh, some some insights about what you've observed in the last couple of years in the industry. Uh, like, are cannabis companies looking for anything in particular in, a, in an employee that might be different from what a non-cannabis company, like a tech company or a hospital or a marketing company, not involved in cannabis? Is there really a difference or you know, are there similarities of what you might want in an employee? So I'll, I'll take that one, David. Cool. <laughs> uh, so there, there are some requests that we 
that we get that are different. Uh, but for the most part, it is very similar to other industries. I would say it more depends on the background experience of the owners and managers. Okay. So if a owner or um, investor has a great background in um, finance and accounting, uh, they are likely going to be looking for someone that's going to compliment them uh, okay. or has experience in the cannabis industry. Um, sure. But I would say that the biggest thing that we get asked for are employees that have a lot of integrity and are honest, uh, which I see that in any industry, but get a lot of this industry wow. and people who are wearing multiple hats. Um, okay because most of us are startups. And yeah. so we, uh, they, that is a big request that I get in this industry that I don't traditionally get, you know, working with one of my um, former employers in the Fortune 100 space. <laughs> okay. Do you think there's a big gap in knowledge with these cannabis company owners, often startup, as you mentioned, about what recruiting is because they've never really had to recruit before? Yes. <laughs> it's probably about a 50-50 split, yeah. wouldn't you say, Kara, from those that are used to leaning on these sort of services and then those that are kind of new to it? Yeah, it, it really depends on, again, their background and experience. We have some owners that have been working with recruiting companies forever and others that, uh, you know, they've been hiring their friends and family forever. Yeah. Yep. And so it's it is definitely an education piece, more on the side of making sure that they're interviewing and interviewing appropriately uh, during that process of of onboarding and, and bringing talent in. Yeah, I'm sure you have to go through some legal uh, compliance issues with them if if it's a new thing. And I think we were talking with Carol Richter, who who you coordinate with, also about some of those rules about hiring that a lot of people aren't 100% on. So, um, so, so let's say there's a company looking to recruit new talent or expand their team for the first time and they come to you. What's your number one piece of advice? So the number one piece of advice I can give is to interview thoroughly. And that is regardless of whether the individual comes in as one of your friends or family members came from a referral for, from someone, even someone that you trust. Make sure that you are speaking with them at length, that you have an interview process, um, even if that means just speaking with, with you and, and one other person. Uh, make sure that you are talk, speaking with these people and that they align with your, your mission, your vision, your values, and your ethics. And because if, if they are not aligning on those components, they may be able to perform the duties of the job. But if they don't align with you on the other components of your company and how you want to um, your company's culture to evolve, it, it will likely not work out for the long term. Uh, there's something to be said about um, a company cultural fit. Um, do you get along with everyone? Are you vibing? <laughs> um, okay, cool. And then on, on the other side of that, um, what's your top uh, tip for somebody who wants to get a job in the cannabis industry for the first time? I'll, I'll take the lead on that one. Uh, seeing as I 
found myself giving uh, these sort of talks to aspiring uh, cannabis industry entrepreneurs and and uh, and careerists uh, in the past, I would first say, and this may seem somewhat uh, an odd statement for a recruiting firm, but uh, don't rely on staffing and recruiting firms solely. Yes, it does. There is value in registering with them. We have ourselves placed thousands of people um, in various aspects of the industry, both uh, on the temporary and permanent placement side. Uh, but at the same time, it's not. Um, you just can't really rely on that if you're really serious about getting in or getting in quickly. Uh, so, the best advice I could give to anyone really interested in the industry is. First of all, do your research. Uh, dive deep into industry news and, and uh, business resources that cover the industry from a business standpoint. Understand what the different sectors of the industry are. Don't don't assume that the only opportunities are just in growing, manufacturing, or selling cannabis, but that yep. there are a number of, uh, of wonderful opportunities that can get you into the cannabis industry that are not plant-facing or plant-touching. Um, make yourself a, a list of those companies that you feel very strongly attracted to or aligned with. Learn as much as you can about their leadership. Uh, maybe try to meet other people that work for those companies. Build relationships. Right. What's nice in this particular industry, which is not as true in more established ones, is that there is still uh, so many great opportunities to meet some of the heads of these companies face to face at events like um, like the ones that NCIA puts on, for example, at the quarterly caucuses. Um, or the or the summits, uh, you know, to to speak to those people directly and establish a personal connection that could very easily uh, result in an opportunity, especially if you are tracking that company closely enough to anticipate the sort of needs that they could be experiencing that you're in a unique position uh, to fill. Yeah, well, we are fresh out of time. Unfortunately, we're going to have to have you guys back on the show soon so we can talk more about all these interesting issues. But I did want to mention quickly before we go, um, another great place to come learn about uh, HR in the cannabis industry, do some networking, is NCIA's upcoming Cannabis Business Summit happening in Oakland this June. Um, the website for that is Cannabis Business Summit. Dot com and uh, Viridian Kara, you are helping to teach a workshop on day one. It's a morning workshop, and it's called the Human Resource Committee Workshop. So, can you kind of go over that really quickly before we end? Absolutely. We're. I'll be. I'm very excited to be joined by Liana Held um, from Liana Limited, and also Alex Wheatley of the employment law firm Fisher Phillips along with other members of the HR committee, and the workshop will be providing further details about some of the issues that we discussed today uh, around, you know, interviewing practices, uh, um, you know, the uh, some of the other things that are coming up uh, in terms of the new Department of Labor's, um, you know, if, if any of those laws are in place at sure. that point. Uh, so we'll be covering a lot of HR related topics, a lot of employment law related topics, 
uh, we'll touch on recruiting, payroll. Uh, so anything that falls under kind of the HR umbrella, uh, we're hoping to be able to touch on those and really give the attendees uh, some takeaways that they can walk out of that workshop and be able to implement in their businesses right away. Yeah, sounds great. Sounds like some really good practical advice that that even a seasoned business owner might want to take a review of. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys both so much for being on the show with me today. Sorry we ran out of time. We'll, we'll definitely have you guys back on in a couple months. And maybe, as you said, the, we'll, we'll get some more clarity about the Department of Labor and what changes that might mean. So thank you both again for joining us. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.